back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we take whatever artists we're doing for the weekend, we take all of their albums, we rank them, we list our biggest bangers from each one of those albums. And then we also have our Six Degrees with Tom DeLonge that we do right before. If you don't know what that is, look up the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon and you'll get the idea. So uh, my name is Tyler, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there, and either is Jeff. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because that means the most. So please go do that. Thank you all for listening. Now, Jeff, let's uh, let's cut all the, the intro crap out. And um, what do we got for our Six Degrees of Tom DeLonge? I have two. I also I have two. You. All right. So you go first. I have a super, what do you got? I have a super easy one and a one that kind of goes in and about. Ebbs and flows okay. a little bit. All right, all right. So what do you got? So uh, I guess I'll do the first one, the easy one, because I was this one I was really surprised at. But Greg Brown, guitarist, uh, played mm-hmm. played on Matt Sharp's Puckets vs. Country Boy EP. Okay, that was uh, the EP he released before his his actual album. Uh, Matt Sharp played obviously with Pat Wilson in various projects. Mm. Weezer being one of them, if y'all don't know. Weezer. Pat Wilson, drummer for Weezer, sings and plays guitar in the Special Goodness. It's a mm-hmm. side project band which has Adam Willard as a frequent collaborator slash drummer. Adam yes. and Tom. There you go. Easy peasy, baby. Easy peasy. Alright. So let's start let's go with my my first one. I could have gone the really easy ro- route and just gone from pretty much cake with one degree and then blink, but that's too easy. So, uh, so I went a little bit roundabout. So we start with Cake, their song "Fashion." I know this is all my two are themed. They're they're soundtrack themed. So, the Cake song "Fashion" is a four letter word. Was on the show Daria, the MTV show Daria. Uh, no doubts. Simple kind of life was also on that same TV show. Uh, Gwen Stefani from No Doubt uh, frequently collaborated with Warren Fitzgerald on her solo music. Warren Fitzgerald is the guitar player songwriter for the Vandals. Warren to Josh Freeze, Josh Freeze to Blink, and then we're good to go because Josh played with Blink a few times. Very, so, very interesting. That was a Daria soundtrack, huh? Yeah, so I could have made it really easy because that cake song is on Daria, and then Blink's Damn It was also on the show. So I could have gone that route, but it's way too easy. So what do you got for your second one? Uh, I mean, also, and, and no doubt, don't forget, Gabe McNair. We talk about him a lot. He's like the trombonist. Yeah. He, he's had so many different projects, and, and I use him a lot when I, we do our six degrees. <laughs> he's like the Josh Freeze of Orange County trombones. and, and more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and more. Yeah. He's played a lot of people. He's the only one you could... 
He's the only like trombone player you can relate to anything really. Yeah, and he's like the only. He really, if you look at his like discography, he's been in so many things, but he was on Hang Ups too by Goldfinger. So, okay, oh, that's an easy one. Um, my other one was John John McCrea. Is that his name? John McCrea? John McCree? Yeah, no, John McCrea. John McCrea. Um, he he's a vocalist. He did guest vocals on a Ben Folds album, his first album. Mm-hmm. Ben Folds had Regina Spector guest vocals on his third album. Regina has ties to The Strokes uh, via touring. Her first big national tour, she opened for The Strokes. And also she had Nick, um, the, the guitarist Nick, play on, on one of the s- guitar and some of her songs for Begin to Hope. Julian, okay. your boy Julian Casablancas. Oh, yeah. There's more oh, than yeah. one of them. He did some guest vocal work and played on uh, Queens of the Stone Age, their fifth mm-hmm. album. All right, and then we talked about mm-hmm. Queens of the Stone Age earlier, which was kind of funny. But Grohl yeah. played for Queens of the Stone Age, and as we know, Grohl played with Nine Inch Nails, Nine Inch Nails, Elon, Elon, Tom. I, I always forget that. He, I, get the, it. I always forget that connection. So okay, okay, that's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, so this next one I have, uh, we go from the Cake song "Hem of the Garment." That song was in the soundtrack to the movie "Me, Myself, and Irene." Also on that that soundtrack is a song as a cover song I know you love, and it's the Offspring's cover of "Totally Mortal" from AFI. <laughs> so we go from the Offspring, which Adam Willard played, who played drums in the Offspring for several years, and we go from Adam to Tom. Easy peasy, right there. Easy peasy. For the record, but that, that covers is. Uh it's okay. It's trash. It's okay. It's trash. It's just say it's trash. It's, it's you only think it's <laughs> trash because of how great the source great material the original. is. But it's not. It's not a trash song. It's it's. <sighs> it's rough. Like if you it's played rough. it for someone who never heard AFI's Total Immortal, they would think the Offspring were like, "Holy fuck, this is a good song." But then you but play all, like AFI's <laughs> and their face would melt off. So. But then Dex, it, it, what's so like, kind of annoying about the Offspring version is that Dexter does all the vocals. He does all the background background vocals too, so it's and there's so many woes. He's been doing that for just, that's all he does. Is the woes. I know, but, <laughs> but like that's all total totally mortal is is woes, and so when you have just Dexter layered on Dexter, ooh, it gets it gets to be a little much. It's, it's a lot of Dexter. It is. It's a lot of Dexter. It's a lot of Dexter. So so that's what I got for my six degrees of okay. Tom DeLonge. All right. So let's let's just jump right into the ranking, the cake rankings, um, and they have six records. So we're gonna go from their their worst best, their their yeah, just the worst, not their worst best. What? We're going from their worst to their best, and we're gonna name our biggest banger from each of them. So what do you got, Jeff, for number six? Uh, number six, actually, the only cake album that I didn't really enjoy at all. This was mm-hmm. Pressure Chief. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I for whatever reason I also didn't like I usually put down what number this is and what year but I did not do that this time so it's their fifth record no idea what year it came out no idea what it is say <laughs> so you said their fifth, fifth record. record I'm yes. looking at it now it's 2004 Pressure Chief okay by, Pressure Chief yes by this time we are tired of their sound it is and I will I I we will get into their sound and why they chose to be so basic and ordinary for so long because there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance to that but mm-hmm. by this time i'm tired of it i'm fucking just done with it it's the same shit over and over and this time around it's not backed by kind of any cool rhythm section 
these songs are like B-sides to everything else that they've done. Some of these songs are, <laughs> are actual songs that were supposed to be on like their third album, Prolonging the Magic. So mm-hmm. this is just this is just dumb. Big as bootleg. This is bootleg. And I don't even have a favorite song because I didn't really enjoy this album that much. Disappointing. <laughs> so then my, my number six is their last record, their sixth record, Showroom of Compassion. Uh, this album as a whole... It just they they tried to it seems like they tried to go back and focus on just the indie aspect of the band from the the early 90s and it just felt really flat it just didn't it wasn't really as exciting as I was hoping for there were moments that were good but this this album to me was very forgettable um I I mean I would never listen to it again yeah, but it's not a bad record like if you I'm not disappointed I listened to it I didn't have a bad time listening to it it's just knowing who cake is and knowing what their other records sound like i just i would much rather listen to something else from them but uh the the one song that i do like is long time i think it's the second song on the record uh it's just this is like the perfect combination of the 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 indie stuff with a lot of electronic stuff they balanced it really well with this song and uh it was good it was just a solid solid song from this record so that's my number six. Okay. Showroom of Compassion. All right. So what do you got for five? My number five is Showroom of Compassion. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is uh, this came out in 2011, many many years after Pressure Chief came out, and this is fine. It's a good startup. It's you know this is a band that that never changed their sound because they think it's funny, and they pick mm-hmm. right back up where they left off. Like you know nothing mind blowing here, but nothing really that bad. And, yeah. and Pressure Chief, I would probably rank below a two, but at least Showroom of Compassion, mm. I would give a two. It was uh wait, two? No, no, sorry, a one, because a one I would listen to. <laughs> people, everyone should listen to all these at least once. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm at a two yet. Not at a two yet. Showroom of Compassion, sub two. Everything I just said earlier is, means nothing, I guess. But Showroom of <laughs> Compassion, we're getting there to do a two. It's not bad, but it wasn't like great. Fair. That's fair. It also means so, nothing. It is what it is. My favorite song is also Long Time. This one starts off <laughs> with just song, like right? the vocal choir thing. And it's so mm-hmm. goofy. The song is like musically, it's so corny. But it just shows they can still have fun. And they, they've never taken themselves seriously. And they still continue to not take themselves seriously. And oh, that's totally. Fun. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So my number five is Prolonging the Magic, their third record. Uh, this one, I felt like it was, they were on the right path with the second record with, uh, wait, what is it? Not motorcade, a fashion nugget. They were on, they were on something good with that one, but they didn't with, but with prolonging the magic, they didn't really expand on it. It just didn't do anything that really like wowed me or really I thought was exciting. It was just, to me, it was like the B sides of fashion nugget, but it was still good. Like I would still... I'd rank this like a 1.75 out of our three-point ranking system. So a 1.75 would, would be Prolonging the Magic. My favorite song on this one was Sheep Go to Heaven. Oh, that song's goats so fucking, go to hell. Go to hell. It's so good. It's so goofy and quirky. It, that was a banger of a song. That's playlistable right there. But I Never There was a good song. I mean, the single was a good song, but out of all their big hits, that was that's my least favorite. But it's still good. But the, the, I don't know. The album could have. I felt like it was. It wasn't a strong album comp- compared to Fashion Nugget and and some other stuff. So I don't know. Okay. Good stuff. Okay. So what do you got for number four? 
Number four is Fashion Nugget for me. This is their second album, 1996. All right. This is... This is similar to the first in that they're focusing on melody and essentially just having like a crazy strong backing rhythm band. There's a lot more country sound than I expected. And like overall, this band, there's a lot more country than I ever expected. Mm-hmm. But like that, those were my favorite tracks. I have no real big complaints other than the second half of this album was much more enjoyable for me than the first half. Okay. But there's still some bangers on here. And Fashion Nugget, I wouldn't give it a two, but if somebody put it on, I would listen to the whole thing and have a good time. So I'd probably do like a 1.9 for Fashion Nugget. I mm-hmm. don't know if I, me personally, would go out of my way to listen to it in its entirety. But the, like The Distance, that is a banger of a song. Oh, I Will dude, Survive, so fucking phenomenal. But because those two are, are, are known, I did pick Italian Leather Sofa. There's a oh, play- that's a good one too. There's a playful <laughs> way about like the guitar that make it sound like it's so carefree and and I feel like I'm sipping a marg on the beach when listening to this song. It's just <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so silly. I and it's it. and it's a slightly vulgar song too. Yes, <laughs> it's a really that's a really good song. I like that one a lot. <clears throat> okay, so that was your number four, four, four. Number so four. my number four is Pressure Chief, their fifth record. This one, this one caught me off guard a lot. This is where they, they sit at a two out of three for me uh, when it comes to our ranking system. So I thought this one was, it was a lot of fun and it was really cool because they, they really kind of laid into the electronic stuff, which I don't normally like, but they did it in such a way that was, it was kind of off the wall and it should not have sounded good, but knowing kind of who they are and how he sounds vocally, the weirdness of the electronics really worked on this album. And my favorite song is Carbon Monoxide. It's it's probably one of the more upbeat songs on the record and just some just the wild synth synth sounds and playing that he does on this is it's fucking nuts. And it just it, 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 it what he does on this song should just should not sound good in any other song, but I don't know what it is about this one that I just it hooked me. So carbon monoxide from this record, this primarily electronic record, which was cool because they were just they they had laid into that indie thing so much for so long, it was kind of cool seeing this electronic thing that they did and they did it really well. I felt so. That's my number four, Pressure Chief. Okay, what do you got for three? This top three here, Comfort Eagle, mm-hmm. our album of the week is number three for me. Oh, okay, okay, number. Three. <sighs> okay, so I guess then. I thought it might be a little bit higher, but whatever. Then I know what your number one is. I, I know what your number one is. You don't know a goddamn thing. I do. So my number three is Motorcade of Generosity, their first record. Uh, this album is just perfect 90s indie rock. This is just what every indie band kind of wanted to do, but in a lot of cases never never did. They were never able to to reach this. I think the songwriting on this record is absolutely amazing i'm not a big indie man either but what they were doing there was just there was enough there to to keep it really exciting with the weird or with like the trumpet and with with other instruments and the songwriting itself was really fantastic they hadn't quite they hadn't started doing the the weird kind of the dun dun like that like the staccato kind of thing he does vocally he hadn't really started doing that yet so this record was a straight indie record and i thought it was fantastic probably one of the best indie records 
of that decade. Easily. It was just great songwriting. So uh, my favorite song is Rock and Roll Lifestyle, which is the single, I know. But, dude, you cannot fuck with that song. It's an amazing song. And then also the <laughs> opener, Comanche. What a what a stupid opener. I mean, this is that that song is probably the the weirdest song on the record, but it just it worked. It's so good. It works so well. So, rock and roll lifestyle or Comanche or and Comanche. Great stuff. Great stuff from a band. Great stuff from this fantastic record. Dang. So, that's what I got. That's what I got for my number three. So, what do you got for number two? So your your top two are Comfort Eagle and Fashion Nugget. That's uh, uh maybe. That's exciting. (laughs) 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 The most basic rankings I've ever heard. Okay. Uh My number two is Prolonging the Magic. You ranked it so low. Yeah, that was just kind of whatever. This is uh, this is their third record, late nineties, ninety-eight. It's it's funny. It's funny. It's funny how it's funny because the title of this is what they're doing. Like they're just stretching their unique sound over what is now three records. Mm-hmm. And like they're just—they're a fucking joke band. This is a joke band that never took themselves seriously in any way. But this one is packed with, like, it's full of crazy good instrumentals and grooves. It's—it is just nonstop groove. And and when they're at their best, when I like them their most, is when the band is grooving and then he's just talking. Mm-hmm. And that's kind yeah. of like what their biggest hits are is just the band is really grooving and he's just talking, but he just has such a weird, unique commanding style about his talking that makes it even that much better. But prolonging the magic <laughs> was, it, it just, it just took what was great about obviously my number one motorcade. And then also took what was popular about fashion and then put them together but then still kind of dumbed it down a little bit. Okay, interesting. But my favorite song is also Sheep Go to Heaven. I mean, we're talking, this, <laughs> so this, wild. this is arguably like their catchiest <laughs> chorus that they've ever done. It's one of those chorus <laughs> that, that just repeats the line, but the second time around, it gives that, that relief on the last word, like the sheep go to heaven and then the goats go to hell. And the second time mm-hmm. is goats go to hell and it goes down. And it's like, <laughs> That is just, it's just so simple. It's so done and it's so tired. But fuck, yeah. man, fuck me if I'm not down my windows 115 degrees out of here. Sheep, go to heaven. Like I'm some <laughs> kind of psychopath. But then like the next song, That's the next exactly song, when you, you did when you Sleep, has a really cool guitar riff and it's got this kind of like reggae influence and it sounds a lot like 311, like what 311 was doing oh, okay. at the time too. I, I think Prolonging the Magic was on fucking believable yeah very interesting our takes on this i just i really thought it was a b-side of fashion nugget not bad not bad at all i think i think fashion nuggets didn't step up enough for me outside of like the hits i i don't and like the first half of fashion nugget outside of the hits it's almost like non-existent i think the second half of fashion nugget is damn damn good but I just I, I don't think it I, I don't know a little a little too pop wasn't wasn't nuanced enough I guess. Okay, that's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, so then my my number two is Fashion Nugget. There you go. Who would have thought? Second record and uh, this one 
like I was saying, the Motorcade was was strictly just an indie record through and through, a really good indie record. But this is where this is where he, he they started to dabble more and they've started to progress in their sound. This is when he started to do the talking, singing more, and like more the staccato thing and just kind of the weirdness started to come out on this record and it was exciting. It was just, it was them just kind of doing whatever the hell they wanted. And I really liked that. And then they didn't really progress on that. To me, they didn't really progress on that with prolonging, but then once, Oh, well, we'll get into comfort Eagle later, but, but yeah, no fashion nugget was just this cool, cool progression of the band. And I really liked it. And I, I mean, the distance is, is just, there's no song that sounds like that at all. I mean, it's it's so unique, and then I will survive the cover, the Gloria Gaynor cover. It was it was like six minutes long, and it was just wild, and it was everything you would you would expect Cake to do, but a little bit more with like the improv. The I don't I don't want to call it improv, but just like instrumental breaks, and I thought it was fantastic. And then Gloria Gaynor said this is her least favorite version of the song, <laughs> so because they just wanted to throw that out there because they cuss in it, yeah. But, dude, it's fucking fantastic. I, I love those two songs. I think that this record is fantastic. So, there you go. That's my number two. Obviously, my number one's Comfort Eagle. So, what do you got for your number one? Number one is Motorcade of Generosity. They're I knew this would be your number one. I knew it. Why do you think it's my favorite? Because it's so indie. Dude, it's... It's, it's, just, it's just it's right up your alley with, like, the Weezer sound, the Weezer, the Jimmy E World sound. This these, is right up your alley right these here. These guys are like one step away from just being a country band. And that is, <laughs> there's so much country. There is so much Western. There is so much twang that like literally they could have just been like an alt country band and slayed competition because this motorcade of generosity is better country than I've heard in like 10 years. It's <laughs> dude, there's it is, some good stuff on there. It's man. such an awesome sound, and this this almost like this weird simplicity to it, and no one is really like great. The bass player, I think, is probably the best coming off of like the sound, the most talented mm-hmm. musician here, but nobody really does any kind of. Nobody shows me that they're really really good at their instrument. They're all basic. They all they all approach songs in a very basic way and it's that it's that dumbed down approach that lets them just really be really unique and really weird and let them venture off and change tempos and change genres and go from like an indie to like a straight country band and Mm -hmm. i thought this was so weird and i was i listened to this one like three times because i thought this was unbelievable like I was, this is damn near a perfect record for me. This was unbelievable. It's, it is really good, and knowing too that they they self they self recorded it, they self released it. This is all them. They would they literally sold this record out of their van. Yeah, when they would play shows up in Sacramento. So, it's pretty yeah. wild stuff. It pretty is, fucking wild stuff. God damn, this is a good record. It is unfucking believable, and they've never done anything like this after this. It's this is. I don't know, man. This is like raw, not in its sound, but in its, in its, in its approach. It just seems like all of these songs weren't weren't fleshed out enough. But I think that it was like a first take, best take type of thing. Yeah. Because none of these songs, there's, I don't know. Whenever you write a song, there's always something you want to do a little bit better. And because these are so basic, like you just got to think like 
they would want to do better because they are really good musicians. And the fact that yeah, they no, didn't, they the fact that they stuck with like the basic shit, just, I just, I love it so much. But Jesus wrote a blank check. That is my favorite song. Okay. That is my favorite cake song. It starts Damn. off super Western, you know, the strumming, and then the lead guitar drops and lays down just this incredibly tasty lick. And it's mm-hmm. so goddamn good. It's their best song. It's got dueling guitars. <laughs> it's got crisp horns. The horns come in a little bit later, and they're super crisp. Because even the horn player, like he's he's no Miles Davis out here. He's laying <laughs> down fucking basic, basic stuff. And yeah, it's so and he, easy to get behind. And he's not. It's not like he's playing throughout the entire song. It's usually just parts. <laughs> like he'll throw he a part in, like in a chorus or just in the bridge. It's nothing crazy. Ever. Yeah, he comes in and drops like five notes and he's gone. But then like <laughs> throughout this song, it's like you got the guitar dueling with another guitar, both the lead or the lead guitar is dueling with himself and the horn drops in. Now the horn's dueling with the guitar and there's so much nuance to it. There's so much stuff that's going on, but the dueling like besides the guitar shredding, everything else is is just very very basic. But even the guitar comes off as sloppy sometimes and it's just man, this is unreal. <laughs> it truly was. This was unreal. I cannot believe that cake sounded like this. I know. I cannot. I know. It was. It's a fantastic record. I got. I got nothing bad to say about it. Nothing bad to say about it. <laughs> I was blown away. Blown away. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe we should have done this record. Who knows? That's all right. No, I mean Comfort Eagle's fine too. Yeah, it's good. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> All right, so uh, so yeah, like I said, Comfort Eagle is my number one. So we might as well just end this part and then get into the main episode because we get into Cake Comfort, Comfort Eagle and go listen and, and subscribe, and, rate, and review. And that's it. That's all. Littering and. <laughs> 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 <laughs>